Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Liverpool. You know the score by now. Uh, my name is Andrew Headspeeth and, uh, well, it's time to introduce my, my top red. is the one and only Mr. Alex Purdy. Mr. Purdy, how are you, sir? Um, I'm a bit low, actually, about the whole season. Um, so, you know, oh, wow. get forward to listening to that. You know, strap yourselves in. <laughs> Already, only five games in, and you're ready to you're ready to write it. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just Virgil. I just love him so much. And he's not going to be there. I think that's it. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's a devastating blow. I mean, there's no way around that. Um, let's go. Let's go straight into it then with Virgil and all the rest. Uh, Everton two, Liverpool two. It was so close to being uh, a perfect response to the to the ridiculous game against Aston Villa, um, but. Yeah, well, obviously, there's the two major incidents. Uh, Virgil van Dijk looks like, unfortunately, now he's going to be out for probably the rest of the season with an ACL injury. And then, of course, um, three of Sadio Mane's elbow skin cells being offside for that um, <laughs> that late winner. 2-2 uh, um, in the end, with all the drama aside, how would you assess that performance, uh, Perds? Are you, are you reasonably happy with the way they played? Because, to be honest with you, I was. I thought Liverpool played really well. Yeah, fully agree. Um, everything that went wrong in the Villa game, we put right. Uh, apart from Adrian, obviously, because he's he's still there. Um, but, you know, we were pressing... <laughs> I thought he the... played okay. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I thought he played okay. <sighs> I mean, the first goal, he could have he could have done better for the first goal. The header was sort of straight at him. Uh, I will concede that, but there were a couple yeah. of the saves he made that were quite good. Uh, it was a one-on-one he did all right with. Um, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't bad, but you know, if we had Allison in goal, and I know you're comparing one of the best to one of the worst, but if Allison was there, he probably saves the the keen header. So, yeah, you're comparing yeah. apples with whatever. Yeah. really not not very good fruit. Is. I don't <laughs> know, like an apple. Com- uh, yeah, a kumquat. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, he's difficult because I just I naturally predisposed to to like him and to back him just because of all the like twats on Twitter that have just decided to to send him abuse. Yeah, look, so, it, I mean, I didn't hate the performance and I wasn't hating on him. It was just like, oh, again, you know, Allison saves that probably. Just yeah, another one, but it wasn't horrendous. You know, it wasn't a Villa display, but it wasn't mm. it wasn't to Allison's standard. No, it wasn't. I mean, the way I think the way that Liverpool. Played, I think it was worthy uh, of of the three points. I think Everton did look good as well, and they, I think they will be a team that is going to challenge maybe for the like the top six or maybe even the top four this season. The way they're playing, and to go there and in the form that they're in and, and sort of dominate for most of the game in the way that way that we did, um, yeah, it says it says a lot about the, the the strength of that team. I mean, especially without having Van Dijk for for most of the game, um, I think Liverpool did play really quite well and then you know like on another day um that's going to be that's going to be a comfortable Liverpool win let's say yeah that that uh, horrible Van Dijk incident doesn't happen uh the offside isn't given I mean that's that could well just be a quite comfortable Liverpool win yeah exactly Um, we we controlled the game away to dare I say it title rivals um and we should have got the three (laughs) points you're going that far you're going that uh, far already yeah look it's such a crazy season I'm even thinking Villa are in with a shout uh, you know, another Leicester year could be on the cards here. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they, but yeah, we've we, there are we those little won. ingredients. Yeah, there are those little ingredients that make you think it could be another 2016 where everyone's just so messed up that somebody could squeak in. 
don't think it'll be Villa. Um, <laughs> no, it's probably a stretch. <laughs> it prob- it would, don't think it'll be Everton either, to be honest. I think uh, if you look at their team, if, let's say, uh, Calvert-Lewin goes off the ball for a few weeks or, or Hamez gets an injury, I think they're a completely different team. Yeah, they're defensively just not... Uh, but they do look good. Yeah, they do look good. And saying that, we, we should have won. They do look good. You should yeah. have won, yeah. And we've, it's still it's still 10, 10 years now uh, since they've beaten us. So that's, <laughs> that's good fun. Um, let's talk a little bit about... I mean, there's not really that much to say about it, but um, the Van Dijk uh, situation. Um, Liverpool asked for, for uh, an investigation into, into what happened uh, with the VAR usage in that incident where, where Pickford came out and his wild challenge resulted in in Van Dijk's uh, ACL injury, which is normally an injury which which leaves people out for, for an entire season. And with the season being truncated or, you know, pushed back already, uh, mm-hmm. it's October now. If we're talking about six to eight months, that is realistically the rest of the season for him. It's not like he might come back and play a little bit in April or May. That probably isn't isn't reasonable this time around. You know, he is, he is a, he's an absolute colossus of a man and his ligaments are probably made of granite. So we don't really know exactly what's... <laughs> I know. The situation is history. History like tells I- you Ibrahimovic come back. Like history tells you that they never come back the same. They're always, yeah. you know, their performances. That's are always, the big worry, isn't it? Yeah. That's the big worry have that even lost, next season that he might not be. Oh, have we just lost the best centre back, you know, of our lifetime? I don't think we. I'm. I'm not thinking like that because I was about to say you see that with people like uh, Zlatan who had a very similar injury and he came back at the age of whatever it was, 36, and has just been going from strength to strength since. I think the sports science is such now, and the mentality of top athletes like Van Dyke is is such that you can recover, you know, pretty much fully from these kind of injuries. And he is only what he's 29, so I don't think it's it's career ending for him. God, I hope you're right. Uh, I'm gonna, dis- I'm, yeah, it's a long I'm, time on the sidelines, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah. And especially when we've got two fit senior <laughs> centre backs left <sighs> in the squad, which now at the start of the season you were like, yeah, that's that's fine. Just the three of them, that's fine. Fabian <laughs> can drop in. Whoa, and now, whoa, whoa, and now whoa, whoa. Suddenly... Listen back, listen back. I said we should sign a fourth choice. Uh, no, don't listen back, people. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, from the other side, uh, I don't know what is going on at Stockley Park or with the Premier League where they're not um, not punishing Pickford for that. Uh, I said, like, they've, Liverpool asked for an investigation into it, but apparently it's such that because it was seen at the time that uh, there will be no sort of, like, um, retrospective action against Pickford and they, they, they can't, according to their rules, dish out punishment for something that the ref or the VAR team has already seen. But that begs the question of if the... They saw it at the time. Why wasn't it punished? And it's ridiculous to me that things like that can't uh, can't be changed retrospectively because it's such a wild, dangerous challenge that even if it's offside, I mean, if you if you punch somebody off the ball, you still get sent <laughs> off for it, don't you? Yeah. And I mean, this is essentially the same thing, isn't it? So well, yeah. Um, I mean, that's I a hope, rule that probably needs changing. I hope this, as bad as this was, I hope the one positive that can come from it is they realise how badly they've messed up and changed the way they use VAR now. Unfortunately, it's come at the expense of Van Dyke and us, but I hope going forward, they can actually yeah. look at this as like the biggest example so far and change how they use it because it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's that's hopefully one little crumb of comfort that maybe we can it take. It I'm not, I'm like not saying anti- it won't. They won't change no. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of the people I would I would prefer to live without VAR. It's never been my favourite uh, like thing in the game, but 
uh, I'm not massively against it either, but just that game, it just absolutely fried. It, just, it works in every watching, other sport. <laughs> it, it works in every other sport. I just don't get why football can't get a hold of it. I know. And you, you see some marginal things like Mane. I can almost accept that because... Okay, if you know, if a tiny part of him is offside, we don't get, we're not privy to the images that they get in the VAR room or whatever. But with the Van Dyke thing, you think, come on, that's just such an obvious error that they just need to own that and be like, okay, we got that one wrong, or whatever. Are you, you are, um, you're content with the Mane decision, are you? No, I'm not content with it at all. Um, I, was, I was actually lying. Just so <laughs> I'm fuming about that. I'm fuming about that as well um, because that was ridiculous. Because I mean. At, at like very worse from what you can see he's level and yeah well level doesn't exist anymore well. like you can't be level then no that doesn't happen no which is, oh. um yeah i guess the the thing is that we other people making this point as well that um if they're like what the image they take to use depends on on uh on when the when the ball actually leaves the foot of of tiago as well so it depends what freeze frame you're using, where Mane is, and all these other little factors as well. So it's so um, it's so minimal. Yeah. That you, the becomes, cam- the cameras aren't concise Exactly enough. what you freeze can't. frame you choose yeah. to use. No, no. So I mean, that's that's already quite problematic. And I mean, yeah, whatever happened to just benefit of the doubt to the striker in these marginal situations? But um, yeah, it, it was a it was a proper heartbreak because yeah, as I said, I think Liverpool did deserve that win. And it was funny to see Pickford make an error as well that would have maybe some way in my petty head have made that slightly more bearable. <laughs> it didn't matter, it didn't matter. And I celebrated so much as well because it was Henderson. It's made it even better. But, yeah, ugh, it just didn't, I know. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Oh, I, I really hope we don't lose the league by two points, let's just say that. Yeah, to, to Everton. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh... Well, last time we spoke, which was uh, a couple of weeks ago now, you claimed that uh, the title was already wrapped up <laughs> yeah. slightly prematurely after four games, which, uh, or three games, I think it was. Um, have you changed your uh, you changed your uh, mind at all now after a 7-2 defeat to Aston Villa and um, a two-goal draw with Everton? Have I changed my mind? Let's go with no. Nah, nah, this is ours. No, it's not. Um, I feel like without Van Dijk now, we well look. We've never seen Van Dyke not play in the Premier League since he's joined us. Uh, maybe there was a forty-five mm. minutes somewhere down the line. Take Southampton. He got injured. I think he played. He played back-to-back um, thirty-eight game seasons. I think didn't he? And I think it's the first time since I think I saw this that it's since uh, Steve Nichol did that. I think which is in like the late eighties, <sighs> early nineties. So well, there you it's go. like in, it's incredibly impressive thing to do for an outfield player. That is. Um, so yes, yeah, it's completely unprecedented. His, uh, his yeah. So like, we've his never availability. Se- we've never seen what we're like without him, apart from this Everton game, and we should have won mm. it. So if Gomez and Matip can step up, which they did against Everton, I thought, um, and Allison comes, Matip. yeah, so do I. And Allison comes back in to just control the whole thing. Um, then I think we're we're still in with a, a decent shout and probably still favourites in my opinion. Did you see the little uh, gif, I think it was, of uh, Matip when um, yeah. when Thiago goes down from that Richarlison yeah. red card <laughs> and he just comes steaming over, but with like the weirdest that like angry straight walk. leg He's stride. done it before. I can't yeah, remember which challenge walk. it was. He's done it. He did it last season. I, oh, I need to find it again. He loves that little thing. There is a Twitter account called, 
No there context. There's a Twitter called No Context, no context yeah. Matter, which is actually well worth a follow because he's, he's fast becoming my, my favourite player and favourite human being just because he's so odd, but so brilliant as well. He's, he's a very... When he came in, actually, I thought uh, I was impressed with him in the derby and he just adds this... this um, Air of assurance. I he, think he's a very sort he of does, um, which is calm the opposite, defender. It's the opposite of what I would have said maybe four years ago, where he looks mm. reckless and just dumb, and now he looks calm and assured. Yeah, he's like the old head in there. I think. Um, all right. Well, going from there, uh, would you like to see another defender added in? Because obviously, it's it's just Matip and and Joe Gomez now. You can add Fabinho in there as well to make a. To Possible third centre back, and then there is uh, Reese Williams, the nineteen-year-old who played in the in the cup, and uh, who's the other one? Nathaniel Phillips, I think, as well, has been around the the reserve squad for a, for a little while, and Seth Vandenberg, obviously, is another one who's just a essentially just a child, and Billy Cometio as well, who's getting big talk during the preseason, but again, he's about four years old. Um, <laughs> What would be your take on this? I'm going to implant you in the role of, of Michael Edwards here. If you're looking at that group of players, are you thinking about going out and, and buying in January now, which is actually only, um, well, it's not even two months away. It's, uh, it's like yeah, six oh, weeks yeah. away. Um, definitely need to sign someone else. Um, those names you just listed off scare me big time for a Premier League start if we have to get there uh, or even Champions League. Um, so we need a fourth. Are you not choice. a little bit excited <laughs> to see uh, Reese Williams get his Premier League debut? No. I mean, there's always something about it, but I, I love to see a homegrown player get a debut. Not, yeah, not maybe a defender. Not, in not a defender. Definitely not a defender because they're under the microscope all the time. When you know, when Raheem Sterling came on at the age of 17 or whatever, that was exciting. Jordan Ibe, Curtis Jones, but not not when you throw in defenders because they're so prone to errors at that young age. Um, so I think Gomez and Matip are fine to start for now, but one of them's mm. definitely going to get injured because they always do. So we need to sign someone in January. Don't know who that is. Uh, well, if you if we can't wait that long, I've just had a I've had a little scour of players that are still uh, oh, free agents from the summer. Uh, unfortunately, Stephen Corker isn't there. He's got oh, a club at the moment. In the, well, he'd be in played Turkey, up front, so wouldn't he? Oh yeah, well of course. Yeah, I mean we we could use a target man, uh, but let me throw some names at you, and you could just tell me on a scale of uh, of one to ten just how excited you are about these. Uh, first one is a thirty six year old Ashley Williams. Is that, uh, that oh, tickle you fancy? Oh god, um, three. <laughs> uh, next one, thirty four year old Adrian Mariapa, last seen at Watford last god, season. One went down. One, one, one. Less than that. And uh, and finally. Ezekiel Garay, who is uh, 34, actually, oh. maybe the best of the bunch, to be honest. Five. He left Valencia last season, but only because, yeah, he did his cruciate ligament and didn't oh. have his contact renewed. I don't know if he's entirely fit yet, but I mean... <laughs> well, we need a fit got... centre-back, please. He... I'll take Ashley Williams then. Yeah. <laughs> take Ashley, despite the Everton connection and the fact that he moves oh, yeah. like a glacier, you'll take, uh, take Ashley Williams. Well, you've given me three horrendous uh... options there, so yes, please. <laughs> Those were actually the best ones. I looked at the, the <laughs> list and some of them are like, there's Ryan Shotton as well, who was at uh, Middlesbrough last season. Oh, uh, um, Yangam Biwa, I don't know if you remember him, he was at Newcastle about six or seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, I do. It's, he did yeah, nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, there you go. He could come in and right, do Right, so we're in deep trouble well. now. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing. You only have to think that it's it's six weeks until, until the January window opens. So there is a possibility oh, there. God. I've already seen names 
thrown around, but you know that people are going to be demanding big money just because it is January and because they know that Liverpool are in a, a slightly exactly. more desperate position. Um, so that's obviously something to keep an well, eye well, on. Listen, this this season is the ultimate asterisk season. So yeah. you don't do anything, you know, that's, that's the perfect excuse. So I'm not... It doesn't feel exactly. as important to me now. It's probably just me being no, bitter because Van Dijk's injured. Mainly just because... Uh, yeah, well, just the there is that. I mean, I think we should just we should just null and void everything. I think this season, it's yeah, you know, it's done. <laughs> What's um, football but I think maybe the exactly. Um, but I think the fact that we won it last season is just is such a weight off the shoulders, and I think that was what everyone wanted. Obviously, yes, you want to come back and win it again and again, but there isn't that necessarily massive desperation. And because this season is so weird, without the fans, without you know, with everything else that's gone on and the the way it's being played out. Uh, it just it just feels like a sort of silly, almost like a free hit season. It's like a friendly. Uh, hopefully, yeah. It's hopefully, the we do come out on top. League. Yeah, the community <laughs> shield season. Oh. Uh, well, on that wonderful thought, uh, we'll take a quick break there, and when we come back, we'll be looking ahead to the Ajax and Sheffield United games. Okay, uh, welcome back. Um, so next up for Liverpool tomorrow is a they start their Champions League campaign away to Ajax. Um, just how important is this game? Obviously, you want to get off to a to a good start in Champions League as always. The group itself was, I mean, relatively difficult in the end. You saw the names that yeah. come out: Ajax and Atalanta. Maybe they were they weren't the the biggest names or the scariest names in the draw, but Atalanta have been one of the form teams of of the calendar year, let's say, and Ajax have, you know, we've seen what they can do at, Euro- at European level as well. Uh, FC Midgetland, um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to say that. Maybe the, the free hit in that group. Um, but yeah, it's a slightly tricky one and going away initially to Ajax is, it could potentially be tough. What are your thoughts on that, Perds? Well, yeah, Ajax and Atalanta are those teams where you go, oh, they could do a job. Um, yeah. So I'm not, you know, 100% confident, but I think, you know, it's the hard, probably the hardest game out of the way first. And if we put down a statement performance, you know, even a draw, then that's a great way to start. But, you know, just don't get battered 7-2 again. <laughs> I mean, that's a good, that's a good pre-match talk going into any game. Really, isn't it? <laughs> well, it works um, last time. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that Ajax and Atalanta are both A teams as well. So you know, if, it, if it comes down to uh, to alphabetical order, you know, gold goes <laughs> against everything. You know, it could come down to something like that. So uh, another factor to think about. But um, I think the thing thing about Ajax is we we saw how good they were in 2018-19. I mean, probably they they should have been Liverpool's uh, opponents for the final, uh, but for you know Lucas Moura's once in a lifetime performance. Um, but since then, you know, they've lost uh, De Ligt, they lost De Jong, they lost Van der Beek, um, and they don't look quite the same team. Uh, they were on course to to win the Eredivisie last season before uh, that got cancelled amid the pandemic. Uh, they didn't get out of their group last season, I don't think, in the Champions League, and they didn't really sort of take the Europa League as seriously. They're always going to be a threat. Uh, and they've got some quality players in there, but I just I just don't see them quite having the same the same strength as um, as maybe you know 
two seasons ago now. So for me, I think this is a this is a winnable game, certainly. But if it's a draw, it's not that big a deal because I think when you're looking at the Champions League group, if you get 10 plus points, you're basically through. So a draw here and then win your home games and, and that's it. Jobs are good, really. So yeah, I just think, yeah, I think getting off to a losing start would be bad just mentally. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I look, obviously I don't watch the Eredivisie, but I just I checked before coming on. They've won four out of their last five. Uh, so, call yourself a football fan. Oh, I know. Shocking. Um, but yeah, they um, they always turn up in the Champions League. Um, you know, they seem to raise their game for that because they're prestigious in that competition. So uh, yeah, a draw would be a decent result here. Yeah, uh, I'll take that. I mean, it would be nice just because of the last two results to get a win now and to sort of maybe put right a couple of wrongs of the last few weeks. Um, do you think Klopp will go full strength in this game or do you think there will be some sort of like tactical changes, personnel changes? Well, obviously we know um, Van Dijk is out. Uh, Alisson and Thiago are probably not going to be available either. Um, would you like to see maybe a sort of a change of... of I don't know, just a look, look and feel of the team for this one. No, I think we need to get our rhythm back after that Villa defeat, I think, and the draw against Everton. I think just keep playing the same team. Gomez and Matip need to form a partnership and get used to each other. So they those two definitely need to start. Well, the whole back five really need to get used to each other now. Um, in terms of midfield, probably Wijnaldum will come in, which is a decent enough replacement but yeah I think I've got full strength considering we've got a fairly easy game on the weekend dare I say oh god um <laughs> yeah I was gonna say there are no easy games at the moment but uh Sheffield United probably well Sheffield United and Fulham are probably the, the two easy games at the moment they have been dreadful. absolutely dreadful so far <laughs> so yeah that is probably the the absolute perfect tonic like the hangover cure to end all hangover cures after after the couple of weeks that Liverpool have had um just on the defence then, what would be your ideal uh, centre-back pairing now? Do you think it is Matip and Gomez or would you prefer uh, Fabinho to drop back there alongside one of them? Nah, I think, look, I, I love Gomez and he's had a, a difficult start to the to the league, but he, he stepped up his game against Everton, I thought. And as we said, Matip came in and look, looked calm and assured. Um, I also prefer Fabinho well, in midfield. You say calm, but uh, not the angry man walk. Oh, apart from, apart from so that, calm. apart from that, obviously that's his little <laughs> niche, and I love it. Yeah, um, but yeah, Fabinho is better in the midfield, so we need to we need to play him there because he brings so much to that team in midfield. Okay, uh, are we keeping the same front three then of you know uh, Salamani Firmino, or would you want to see uh, Jota or Minamino come in for this one midweek? I mean, there's been talk. I mean, Firmino was hooked against Everton, didn't play particularly well, has looked a little bit off the pace so far. He scored a couple for Brazil, though. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what to make of that situation. He's worried. Yeah. Um, I I'm worried. I'm worried that. <laughs> I'm worried that all the like the Twitter heads are actually right, and that Firmino yeah, <laughs> is rubbish. Well, did they? That, are know, they ahead of the game? Did they call it way too early? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to make it clear. I don't think he's rotating. I think he's brilliant. I think he's just not yeah. having the best form of his career, and maybe the chance to rotate might be a might be a good thing. I don't know, but he's still he's still a key link up component for for Salah Mane, who are going to get the goals. But um, yeah, it's certainly something to think about for for Klopp. Yeah, I think Salah Mane have to play, and then you know Firmino's dropped for Minamino or Jota plays down the middle or whatever he decides to do. I don't think that's 
the end of the world, but Salah and Mane, especially Mane. Mane's quickly becoming my favourite player. Um, yeah, agree. I would quite like to see Jota get a start, just because I think uh, he was he was so good in the international break. And if you saw, he scored a couple for for Portugal and looked pretty. I heard. Like, I haven't seen it. Player. Good, good goals. In a team that has, uh, yeah, very good goals as well. I mean, in a team that also has Ronaldo and Bernardo Silva and Bruno Fernandes to stand out like that. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so just to see a little bit more of him, I don't know if this is the right game for that, but I think another option as well that we have seen sometimes before is either either playing Mane or Salah centrally and then you can use uh, Jota in one of the wide positions as well if if they want to drop Firmino but yeah I guess we we shall see mm-hmm. uh quick word on on Sheffield United then before we leave that game is on uh I want to say Sunday is that correct it's uh, Saturday 8 p.m oh Saturday okay so a quick turnaround um Home game, back at Anfield against probably the worst team in the league right now, maybe apart from Fulham. Is this a guaranteed three points? I mean, it has to be. It, it just has to be. Um, and probably needs to be a quite a hefty one as well. Um, just considering the state of them and where we need to push up now after dropping points to Everton. So they... you know, it needs to be 3-4-0, I think. Yeah, they've scored uh, the fewest goals of the season so far with just with just two in five games. That's probably exactly what um, what Liverpool's defence needs right now, uh, and Adrian as well. So yeah, just looking at their their last results, everyone's been talking about how crazy this season has been. It's um, their results have been one one with Fulham, two uh, one defeat to Arsenal, one uh, nil defeat to Leeds, one nil defeat to Aston Villa. And the 2 0 defeat to Wolves. So, yeah, they're the ones oh. keeping it real at well, the moment. They've not, been, they've not been battered, have they? Not been battered, but uh, yeah, they've so, also. So, let's do that then. Uh, not, not won any games yet. Uh, yeah, so let's batter them and get that, uh, get <laughs> get that underway the for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get your, your predictions then just before we leave. First, uh, away to Ajax and then at home to Sheffield United on, on Saturday. Let's go. 0-0 Ajax, 4-0 Sheffield United. Oh, lovely. Two clean sheets. Ideal. <laughs> um, I will say, let's be slightly more optimistic. I will go 2-1 against Ajax, kick off the Champions League campaign with a win. And then Sheffield United, let's say 2-0. Nice, comfortable nice. 2-0 win. Just realised, and we've never reacted to these. Have we ever got one right? Uh, I remember you got... Remember that we played... Uh, Lincoln and then uh, oh Arsenal. I got the amount you, of goals didn't I <laughs> yeah you said it was going to be like 6-0 against Lincoln and 4-0 against Arsenal or something and it was we did score 10 goals but you just got it wrong it was 7-2 yeah. seven, 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 and 3-1 so. yeah yeah, I'll take yeah. That. that's a half point uh, but we need, yeah we need to keep a score of these and then okay I'll remember these, these. And, I'll, uh, I'll put it in the running. agenda next time yeah I need to see how, like, did you ever see the, the Mark Lawrenson thing on BBC where he just predicts Liverpool to, to win every single week? <laughs> no, it's not bad. Someone it's not just bad showed, I mean, over the last two years, he's become <laughs> slightly vindicated, but I think somebody did like a table of all his results over like whatever, like a 140 year points period. a season. Yeah, exactly. And Liverpool had just gone like unbeaten for about six years. It was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But uh, yeah, fair play to him. It, started to, it came all right in the end for Laura. And I think somebody actually... Uh, there was talk of somebody worked out, and if you if you if you backed Loro's bets like every week, you would come out with like some sort of 
slight profit. So the man knows well, what he's talking he's about. he's a genius. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, that is all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, please drop us a review for the Gagan Press on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It would be very much appreciated. Uh, leave us a question or a comment or whatever you want. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already and you've enjoyed what you heard. We'll be back hopefully next Tuesday uh, to discuss both the Ajax and Sheffield United games. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, from me, Andy Headspeed, and from... Alex Purdy, we'll see you next time.